G'day, this is Eero. Welcome to my show called Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast. This is episode 33, where I ask the question, paint from the box art or cut your own path? Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for The Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast. Box art. Cut my own path. What are you talking about, Eero? I'm glad you asked, Scabrot. Um, basically, what I'm asking is, when you get a box of, of models, of miniatures, do you paint exactly what the box art says, what the picture says? Do you look at it and go, I'm going to replicate that exactly or as best as I can? Or... Do you look at the boxer and go, that's cool, but you know what, guys? I'm going to do my own thing with it. I'm going to paint it hot pink with bright green love hearts and uh, and yellow afros. Let's start with uh, copying the box art. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I think, uh, you know, if you want to keep things simple, if you just enjoy painting and don't, you know, particularly want to... Um, step outside of the box or uh, <laughs> literally um, or you know you, you just enjoy the painting process you enjoy working with colors you enjoy creating something to look exactly like something else like like say for example uh, you might get some uh, ultramarines from games workshop and go yep I'm going to try and get the exact blue I'm going to follow their guidelines on the back or on their website and paint it exactly the way they should look you might buy an elf from Hassle Free Miniatures and go, well, I really like the packet it's come in and the little picture there has got like a purple cloak and yellow hair and green leggings and brown boots. And yeah, I kind of like that. I think that's really cool. I'm going to copy that. I especially don't think there's anything wrong with that if you're just starting out in the hobby. If it's your first or, you know, the first dozen boxes of... Um, of kits from Games Workshop and you just go, wow, I just love this range and I just want them to look exactly like they should and and that's it. That's my bag. That's it. I'm, I'm happy with that. I can look at it and go, wow, I've managed to replicate it exactly the way it should be from the box art. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I also think if you're a new painter, um, you learn that way as well. You know, you learn how to mix colors. You learn how to use the washes. You, you learn how to highlight by trying to look at a picture and going, I just want to nail that. It's like a, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. You, you get the pieces out and go, bang, this is how I'm going to put it together. I'm going to find the straight edges first and I'm going to work from the outside in. That's what I do with jigsaw puzzles anyway. But you know what I mean? You, it's, it's a really good nifty way of learning. I was going to say, maybe people that copy the box art um, lack imagination, but I think that's unfair. I think it's more of a case of that they might be more like um, completionists, perfectionists. They want to make something the way it should be made. Um, I've <laughs> many examples of uh, over the years of where um, I've met people and they go, oh, no, 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 the rules say this, you have to do this. There's nothing wrong with that, not, nothing at all. I think there's a, there's a vast majority of people that 
live their life that way, that they sort of, you know, this is the way I clean this particular item in my house. This is the way to hang a picture. This is the way um, to prune roses. This is the way to dig a hole. (laughs) Whatever the case may be, but everyone, uh, not everyone, but a lot of people are quite particular about how they go about things in life. Now, of course, let's not forget the people amongst us who love to paint historical miniatures for historical wargaming or for displays and dioramas. Um, now, you might you might pick up some um, uh, some Perry miniatures, some U.S. Civil War Perry miniatures, and you've got some rebels, and you've got some Yankees, and it kind of makes sense that you want to do the Confederates in like the butternut or the greys and stuff like that. Whereas the Yankees, obviously more of the navy blues and light blues. Um, Of course, it doesn't mean you don't have to do it, but it kind of makes sense. If you want to play a US Civil War game, it kind of makes sense that you're going to paint the the colours that represent each faction, each side. The same applies for things like um, if you're into the game Saga, if you're into collecting Viking war bands and things like that, or you've got a, uh, a bunch of Saxons, then... Um, you can have a little bit more of a free reign, I think. You can paint the cloaks a certain colour, but if you, you know, if you want to be as accurate as possible, then you're going to look at things like um, shield designs um, and, you know, the the, the colour of the armour or the colour of the cloaks they wore under the armour or the leather straps and all that kind of thing. I think there is a little bit of leeway there. I think you've got a little bit of creative licence, but so but at the same time, I can understand why someone gets a box or, or might look at some images of, of Vikings and go, well, that's what they look like. I'm going to paint them exactly that way. Hi there, folks. This is Mike here from Starship Varenas. Check out my hobby work on Instagram and WordPress. Just search for at Starship Varenas. You are listening to the fantastic Imperial Rebel Orc podcast. Another key element to painting box art, again, let's go back to Games Workshop, uh, if that's your faction, if you're painting, say, like I said, ultramarines, then yeah, the law says, the L-O-R-E law says, they're blue with the little white symbol for of the U, you know, that's, that's kind of it. They might have some other spot colors to, um, you know, to point out a, a commander or something like that. But essentially, they're blue and they've got dark weapons and, you know, some extra little bits and bobs, but you look at an ultramarine army and you you go, it's got to be blue. You look at an imperial fist and you think yellow. You think of blood angels, it's red. Um, and the list goes on. I like me some orcs. So if you're going to, you know, choose an orc uh, clan or tribe, like, uh, I don't know, evil sons, then you can uh, go with red. If you want um, the bad moons, then you want yellow. So... All those points, they make sense to me if you're going to go from the box art. It makes perfect sense, and I can really, I can understand it, you know. But for me personally, I've never gone by the box art, apart from in more recent times when I've started painting bold action miniatures. The reason why is because I'm a bit of a history buff. I love World War II, um, watch all the docos and read all the books. So with my armies, I'm yeah going to pay homage and uh, and I want them to be as accurate as possible. They're always going to be, with me, there's always going to be a bit of um, creative license, <laughs> a little bit, not nothing drastic, but but 
most of the time with this particular project is going to be historically historically accurate. That's a bit of a tongue twister. But in all of my other projects, whether it's space marines, orcs, techno barbarians, um, yeah, pretty much everything else. Um, Hellgate, my Hellgate project is just a free for all. You know, I I cut my own path. I paint whatever I want to paint. I I I'm not a huge gamer, so I don't have to have my orcs as the evil sons. They're just the orcs, and I call them the blood letters, actually, as in letting blood, not as in like A B C. Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes sense to me. Um, yeah, so so I don't have to. I don't feel the need to follow any box art or follow any rules or anything like that. I I really enjoy doing my own thing. The number one reason is because I think in life there's already enough rules and, and, and instructions and you have to do this and you have to drive on the left-hand side of the road. Uh, <laughs> nah, that's okay. I'm happy with that one. Um, but you know what I mean? Like you, you have to get up at a certain time. You have to go to work. You have to pay your bills. You have to cook dinner. You have to clean the house. You have to do all these things. When it comes to the hobby, I can do whatever the hell I want, damn it. That being said, I do usually go by some sort of basic rules. Like, for instance, you know, human flesh tone is either dark shades or it's lighter shades. I don't go for purple. Um, you know, I wouldn't purposely paint a whole bunch of um, Imperial Guardsmen purple. Um, you can. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Everyone likes a purple people leader. But, you know, like I, I... So those kinds of things, I sort of play by the rules in a way like and and if i'm gonna do rust it's gonna look like rust if i'm gonna do mud it's gonna look like mud um <laughs> uh you know like so so of course there's, there's there's some sort of basic rules but yeah i i very much do not follow the box art i very much uh, like to go against the grain with that. Um, I've banged on before about my music in the past. The same sort of rules apply with that. Yes, you get your basic four beats and five beats and three beats, and but uh, I didn't like, I never liked the structure of going, okay, well, you do a verse and then a chorus and then a verse and then a chorus and maybe a bridge. I was just like, let's just write words, make music and make it happen. Of course, there's got to be some sort of structure, but what I'm saying is it doesn't have to be uh, a particular pattern. Does that make sense, guys, or am I just losing my my brain? I think that's partly why the Ink 28, Inquisitor 28 movement has been so popular as well. One, you can, you know, kitbash and convert until your heart's content, but you can also paint any way you want. Obviously, the Blanchitsu, Blanchitsu style is, is hugely popular, um, but really, you know, you can paint anything you want. You can, if you've got an Inquisitor and his, and his uh, posse, you can paint them in any color scheme you like. And I think the freedom of that is really, it's really liberating. It's really refreshing because I think big companies like Games Workshop, they want you to sort of, and nothing against Games Workshop, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of, of them and their range and how they go about things. But, I, but of course, it's, it's a very corporate sort of monster. So they want you to, their marketing is top notch. So they, when, they, when you think Space Marine, 
they want you to think of the ultramarine you know you might think if you're old school you might think of the black templars or something like that but generally these days if you speak to someone who's got some basic knowledge of games workshop and you say space marine they'll say blue maybe red as well <laughs> so or yellow yellow's actually become more popular um and I think that's a very clever way of marketing. That's why, like, Cadbury chocolate is always purple. You think of the wrapper of a Cadbury chocolate and you think purple. Well, I do. You think Ribena, you think purple. So there's key marketing things that you think Coke, you think red and white. Um, you know what I mean? So, so I think it's a very clever way of getting people involved getting people to remember what the products are by having really cool miniatures, but also having really cool box art and painted miniatures in a certain way. Um, again, maybe I'm losing my mind, but I think that's a big part of it. It's the Imperial Rebel Org Podcast. Just before we get into the next section of this little episode, episode 33 of Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast, I just wanted to apologize. Um, episode 32, I don't know. I don't know if I was drunk or just lost my mind for the day or what, but um, I did screw up. I, I added uh, the, the, the last section was from another episode and the episode about metal or plastic minis and just screwed the whole thing up royally. It has since um, been fixed. So thank you, <laughs> um, Heresy of Us, the guy that I did the hobby spotlight on, for pointing that out because he was sitting there, you know, with his blankie and his cup of tea waiting, waiting for me to, to do the hobby spotlight all about him when suddenly he's hearing talk about plastic miniatures and metal miniatures and he was like what the sh no he didn't he was he was an absolute gentleman about it i do apologize mark um it's all fixed now i fixed it straight away sorry for those of you that were confused by it as well i was i must have been confused myself i don't know um but it's all fixed so if you did miss out please feel free to jump back to episode 32 to hear the whole thing in its entirety and especially pay attention to the hobby spotlight which is on heresy of us um, <laughs> uh, just thought I'd get that out of the way. Okay, let's hear what the folks on Instagram had to say about whether to it's better to follow the box art or paint your own way. All right, guys, I asked the question over on Instagram. You can follow my Instagram, Imperial Rebel Orc. Um, do you follow the box art or cut your own path, basically? Kit Basher Magos or Magos says, My own scheme every time. I prefer to make my things unique. I think that's very well said, and I concur. Don. Danley, that's D A N E L L Y, usually my own way. The box is either too tame or I'm inspired by uh, inspired to try something else. Special characters excluded. I said, hey, thanks for commenting. So special characters, you always paint the way the box art says? Why is that? And he replied, yeah, unless I'm going to kitbash something, if I get Dante or Thraka, I'm going to want them to look like they should. But my war boss or commander, I'm going to try to make them shine. Yeah, I reckon that makes sense. Uh, Vim underscore D, uh, that's V-I-M underscore D-E-I. Paint your own way. Straight to the point. I like that. Like the cut of his jib. Dave2718. Very cool dude. Uh, he's an Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. 
He says, historical figures are different where the box art is often a guide. And I agree, like I mentioned uh, in regards to my bolt action miniatures. But in 40K, it's just like Fleetwood Mac. You can go your own way, go your own way. Great song. Uh, Great reference. Thank you, Davey. Uh, Classic 40K. We interviewed him on the show on episode 11. Go check it out, guys. I like to ground my work in the canon, as in the law, as in, you know, the, the, the make-believe world of 40K. But add my own twists, and he certainly does. He's a great painter. Go check out his Instagram, Classic40K. He's very much the traditionalist, but yeah, puts his own little spin on things occasionally, which is which is a nice little touch. I like that. Old, old underscore Starlight. He's an old soldier, an old Aussie soldier. I am not a podcast guy. Thanks, mate. <laughs> no, he says, I am not a podcast guy, and I do both dependent but upon how I feel about the mini, and I think that makes sense too. Um, he goes on to say, the thing about the box art is that often you need to fiddle the recipe to get it close according to your eye. It can be rewarding to produce, reproduce something that was originally painted by a staff painter. Now, that's, that, that is a very good point. That's kind of like... Um, I don't know, trying to run as fast as uh, Usain Bolt, I suppose. Um, I have also, in the past, looked at models done by someone like Vicky Lamb from Victoria Miniatures, Darren Latham, or Rob Bayer from uh, Spiky Bits, uh, check out his YouTube, and try to copy it, copy if not the same mini, at least the same look. And I think that's cool, you know, we all get inspired by other painters or, or, or other artists and, and movies and all that kind of stuff. So if you see something, you kind of go, yeah. Like, for instance, I've got um, I've got uh, the miniature called Dutch, which is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character from the movie Predator. I picked him up from Hassle Free. I'm pretty much going to try and paint him to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger did in Predator. So that kind of makes sense. Uh, Beer Hammer 40k. That's a cool name. Uh, check him out on Instagram. Usually paint it my own way. Uh, I think we're going to get a lot of those kind of votes. Uh, we've got Keardale, K-I-E-R-D-A-L-E. Do it my own. Or do it my own way. Always have. I think I even would for special characters. You can't be compared to anything if it's original. That's a <laughs> that's kind of true and that's kind of uh there's a little clause in there because you like yeah, you can paint your own way so then no one can really judge you. No one can say, "Well, that, you know, that doesn't look like a space marina or that doesn't look like an ultramarine," I should say. Um because you've gone with fluorescent yellow. Um I remember when I was a kid, I was in my local GW and another kid was struggling to copy the box art. I told him he didn't need to. He could be original and he gave me a really strange look. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, it's like... uh, it's like if someone came round to uh, uh, build an extension for me and I said, well, you know, you don't have to use timber for the uprights. You don't have to clad. You don't have to use glass for the window. They're going to look at you strange. And <laughs> and I like to be strange. I like to not follow the normal kind of path that everyone else does. Anywho, so we've got Ayat, I think that's how you say it, Ayat underscore hobby a e double t underscore hobby thanks for the comment buddy 
Uh, both, to be honest, he says. I'm definitely more in the heavy metal style camp of painting, but will happily paint my own schemes and colors. It very much depends on the project and why I'm painting it. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that too. Uh, we've got Carnage underscore X underscore scissors. <laughs> he's uh, he's messing a lot of people up with some scissors, I reckon. Um, he quoted an Offspring song, which I didn't recognise straight away. I know your path has been tried, so it may seem like the way to go. Me, I'd rather be found trying something new. Well said, Carnage underscore X underscore scissors. Uh, and yeah, thanks for getting me back into the Offspring because I haven't listened to them for quite a while and uh, I've been listening to the album Smash uh, the last couple of days. So thank you. We have uh, Wolf Lich, Leash, Wolf Lick, uh, W O L F I C H E. Uh, they say there are more than just those two choices. I agree. We should open up the discussion to be what inspires you when painting, box art or your own imagination. That's definitely a good question and definitely a great subject that we will cover in a, uh, uh, you know, a an episode down the track. But for this one, I just wanted to keep things simple with do you follow the box art or do you cut your own path? I try to keep the podcast succinct, concise and short and sharp and hopefully sweet. But we definitely will look into what inspires you to paint um, and, you know, how do you express your imagination? Uh, so thanks for the comment, buddy. Uh, Valadies Paints, V A L A D Y S paints it might be valadies i still need them to tell me what had pronounced that but (laughs) anyway they say i don't even assemble stuff according to the box anymore with um crying laughing face emoji anything new i've bought for the last two years have been for kit bashing and uh, of course i replied with haha excellent and me too with the devil horns um yeah i pretty every every single box i buy doesn't end up looking like the way it should and i'm pretty much 99% sure that's that's with everything uh, as far as games workshop stuff <laughs> uh mark a Moore in 84 we also interviewed this guy too i think it was episode 21 or 22 or 23 ran about there Historically accurate to a large extent. Painting of historical miniatures is a must. I do not rely on the box, but do my own research in books and on the internet. If I do sci-fi, I do what I want. As most of the sci-fi I do has no box. I'm free. Some Same for fantasy if I ever get back to it. Freedom! I can just imagine Mark with his half his face painted blue with a broadsword in his hand, standing on his hobby desk screaming, Freedom! Um, great comment, Mark, and, and great points. Jason Turner Minis. Depends on the model. I'll paint models in accordance with their predetermined paint scheme if I'm playing a specific faction. So this goes back to, you know, talking about the Marine, uh, the Space Marine chapters and the, like the Blood Angels being red and all that kind of thing. Uh, and, and in brackets, he says Space Marine chapters and Orc tribes, etc. For singular models, like for Ink 28, I'll come up with my own scheme. Perfect, man. Perfect. 28th underscore scribe, 28th, that's a 28 with TH underscore scribe, says, always your own way. That's, uh, I couldn't put it better myself, my friend.
Hey out there, this is Mark A. Morin. Check out my Instagram page at markamorin84. And if you really want some cool stuff, check out my blog at markamorin.com. I know you'll like it because you have impeccable and excellent taste because you're listening to the Imperial Rebel Orc podcast. Stay tuned for more Madness from Hero. Before we get into the hobby spotlight for this week, I wanted to say a big thank you to Starship Varinus. Go check out his Instagram and his WordPress blog for doing a promo for me and my, my humble little show. Also, a big thanks to Mark A. Morin. Check out his Instagram too and his WordPress blog. Uh, thanks, guys. Really appreciate your involvement and your help. Um, I, think it, I think doing little promos like that just gives it a little bit of... Uh, professionalism maybe i know like i'm not a professional <laughs> not by any stretch of the imagination but you guys make me sound a little bit more professional and like i know what i'm doing so <laughs> so thanks very much guys the hobby spotlight this week is a short but sweet one and i'm not referring to the actual person. Um, <laughs> it's actually a YouTuber called 52 Miniatures. So that's the number, 5252, and the word miniatures. I only just found this channel oh, maybe three or four days ago, and it's great. It's a it's a nice, simple approach um, to some, some, some tutorials. But what I like is the comedy in there. It's very subtle. Um, <laughs> he, he sort of he, uh, smiles with his eyes. He's one of those guys, but but very informative um, uh, YouTube's and and nice and easy to understand and really straightforward. So check him out. Fifty two miniatures. He's also got his Instagram page by the same handle as well. Now, what have I been up to in our beloved hobby? Um, I've been chipping away slowly but surely on the God of Taint monster. I think I've mentioned this already. It's a big, it is actually a Nurgle monster, um, but I've made some key changes here and there, added some some weapons, added some like shooters and added um, a massive sort of uh, mechanical claw and all sorts of things and, and also a pulpit um, from Sisters of battle uh, where uh, Mr. Fabius Bile will be will be standing and, and controlling the, the beast. Uh, he also has a couple of little minions that are going to be sort of supporting him and helping him run the beast and control the beast too. Um, I've yet thoroughly enjoyed working on this model. It's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest. Is it the biggest? Uh, I think as far as painting, it possibly could be the biggest model I've ever painted. Um, it's really cool. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm using contrast paints, but using them as a glaze. Um, I'm experimenting with my wet palette, so really watering down paints to create my own sort of glazes, um, and that's been a lot of fun. And the last couple of days, I've been paying special attention to the pus and the blood. <laughs> now, I'm a, I don't care. I'll say it. I'm the first one to put my hand up. I'm a big fan of gore. I like scary movies. I like horror movies. I like gory movies, especially when they're really well done. So the same applies for the, the hobby. I, I enjoy painting <laughs> a bit of blood. I don't know what that says about me as a person, all right? Maybe I am some kind of homicidal maniac. Who knows? Don't tell anyone. Um, and I enjoy painting pus and scars and, and guts and stuff. It's it's just fun. It's, and it's challenging because as, as silly as it might sound, trying to get the right looking pustule is actually quite a challenge. It's actually quite difficult. So for me anyway, who's you know, a bit of a novice painter, um, but thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying myself 
trying to create <laughs> the best pustule. Um, so check out my Instagram if you want to see some of the preview pictures, uh, Imperial Rebel Orc. Um, you can also find my blog, which you'll find a bit more detail and a bit more explanation. I've been doing some work in progress uh, posts over there. That's imperialrebelork.wordpress.com. You can email me, imperialrebelork at gmail.com. Now, you can email me anything you want. Um, preferably in regards to painting miniatures, building miniatures, or gaming, or the hobby in general. Um, but really, you know, anything you I've had people, you know, email me about Star Wars, and that's cool, because I bloody love Star Wars. Uh, but that's it for me, guys. So thanks for listening. Um, in episode 34, I'm hoping to have a bit of an interview with um, a blog buddy of mine called Roger. Um, we'll have a bit of a chat, and yeah, hopefully that will make it on to episode 34, as long as we can, you know, uh, align the times because I come from the planet Mars and he comes from the planet Venus. So we'll figure it out. Um, but that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, I've been Eero. I'll see you next week in episode 34. Cheers. You've been listening to The Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast.